You're listening to In The Moment with Liv and Bix. Hey, it's Liv and Bix, and you're listening to In The Moment with Liv and Bix, a podcast for unsuccessful actors by unsuccessful actors. Hilarious. What a great intro. Isn't it so fun to feel so unsuccessful all the time? It's so relevant. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Tell the folks about your most recent trauma. We were just joking about this before we started recording. (laughs) So as of actually yesterday, so it's still pretty fresh, but I'm feeling a little bit better today. That's good. Yeah. I'm not crying anymore. So that's a good good thing. Uh, <laughs> the bar is okay, low. No. Yeah, really low. <laughs> so no, I, I still feel a little bit bummed, but I just thought it was important to talk about this because it's very real in this industry. So what had happened was I remember I told you guys I was cast in this feature film. I was one of the leads. It was called The Squatchers, part of Pure Magic Pictures, online streaming service. And they called to tell me that the project had fell through. They're calling off the project. And this was three days before oh, filming. Fuck. So I was going to start filming. I guess four days, sorry. Four days before filming. I was going to start filming this Friday. And now I'm not. And it's very disheartening news yeah. to hear, especially as anyone. And I know that production, I know that the owners of Pure Magic Pictures which is Stephanie and Kalani, I know they're mourning also in their own way too because they worked really hard on this script and bringing this project to life and the fact that it fell through, that's, I know, very equally upsetting. But especially as an actor too, it's upsetting because, you know, you work on the script, you the kind of, I don't want to say get attached to this character, but you get excited. You're like, oh, I'm going to bring this character to life. And you do, like, you become... It's almost like when you like start dating somebody and like you start picturing like, oh my God, like we're going to go, we're going to have Valentine's Day, we're going to have Christmas together. And like you start planning all of this fun stuff to do with this other person and then that person is no longer in your life. So like I I don't, I, I, I get that. Bic said it perfectly. It's exactly that you start imagining and playing out this whole storyline and then it doesn't happen. So it's just like a major disappointment. And then- On top of that, it's a lot of work. Like, oh, yeah. Hundreds of pages of memorizing and just like. And also the audition process that like, you know, you go through for this as well. Like, I know you said you auditioned like months months ago ago. and didn't even hear back. And then you finally hear back and you get it. It's just like such an emotional roller coaster that no matter like how deep you are in your acting career or like how far you've come, nothing truly really prepares you I don't think I mean like we could interview an Oscar winning movie star and see what they think but I personally can't see any point in my life where something like this would happen that wouldn't emotionally affect you exactly like I agree with you I don't think it even matters like the scale it is like whether it is a like you said a huge motion picture Oscar winning film Or an independent film. I think regardless, because it's the same work that you should be putting in to both. So it's still disappointing nonetheless, I think. But like you said, I guess I'd have to ask. But I think it's pretty much the same. But anyways, I so that happened and I'm pretty sad about it. I'm sorry. It's truly just such a defeating feeling like there's nothing that you can do. Because, you know, Liv and I were talking about it yesterday and I was asking like, what happened and you were kind of telling me it was just 
a domino effect of all things. Like everything just kept falling through. And it's so hard when you do these independent, like self-funded or just like fun, you know what I mean? Just like these smaller independent projects. And no matter like you can't bet on anything just working out all the time. And that sucks. Like sucks so much. Sound person falls through, like a funding for something falls through, a location falls through. And then you're just like, I can't pick up these pieces. Yes. And it sucks because what they were expressing to me was they would literally fix one problem and they were like, okay, we're good. And then another problem. And they're like, all right, let's patch that one. And then they patch that one up. And then like another, it's like a leak that just kept coming. And they were just like, and they were like, okay, like it's not, we can't pull this off right now. And it must have been really hard for them to like even come to that decision of like pulling the plug because I'm sure like they've worked so hard on it that they were trying their best to you know it's down to the week that you were supposed to start filming so they like really fucking held in for as long as they could they tried I definitely know they tried really hard that that's why it probably happened so last minute they were seeing what they could put together but what I do appreciate is that they are very they take a lot of pride in their work and they would never want to just put anything out there. So I can take great, like I I respect that greatly. And also they understand when they hire actors, they're like, we know you want to be proud of your work. Mm -hmm. We would never want you to be a part of something that you wouldn't be proud of. Yeah. Or like you couldn't use or. Exactly. Like, so I really do respect them for that. I think it was very, I was a noble of them, like, but very, yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit. It has nothing to do with anything, but you just saying like they want to make sure that the work is quality enough for themselves, yes. but also for the actors. And it just reminds me of America's Next Top Model. Like I've been rewatching some episodes here and there. Not really. I've been watching a girl on YouTube who reacts to the old episodes. Yes, and it's so funny that. The photo shoots that they make them do, a lot of them, like, are literally just for shits and giggles. Like, oh. 95% of the shoots they do, these women cannot, or there's actually more than just women in the show after, towards the end. But these people, they can't use half of these fucking shots in their portfolio. So it's just, like, a waste of time. They're just, like, traumatizing these people on live television. I was reality say- TV. Yeah, that's what they do. They like take these very weird scenarios and and then throw these models in them. And I honestly feel like they're scenarios that they would never actually be oh in God, if they never. were not modeling on reality TV. They're like, what are you most afraid of? Tarantulas? Throw one on her. Yeah. Like, remember you know, they like- did the one where <laughs> everybody had to play like a murder victim? Oh my God. And like, they're like literally, I remember when I was young and I saw that episode, I loved it because like, I love like horror and gore and spooky stuff, but seeing it as an adult and seeing what they did to these women, there was literally one like, and I want to say like trigger warning almost like they had the girl like sitting against the cement staircase outside with like blood splatter on the side of her head. And you can infer what her cause of death was. And I was just like, first of all, why is this on TV? Second of all, she's not putting this in her her portfolio. Like, what agency is going to be like, wow, I really love this gunshot (laughs) victim. Like, fucking Tyra Banks. And then they actually, like, and the ones where they were, like, 
take these white women and they were doing oh like, my god yeah they were like painting them in brown paint and i'm just like the things they did back then they could never, never. I mean, first of all you couldn't do it back then either but i just think now they're they got away with aware. it back right then. there's more awareness now yes where that wouldn't stand like somebody would say something right away but back then it's like yeah like you said there wasn't yeah that show is so dark the yeah the <laughs> just, yeah the amount of like switching ethnicities the like body shaming the fat phobia oh my god just like it is yeah it is absolutely Wild. insane that show is crazy <laughs> tyra banks Insanity. needs to go to jail <laughs> it is, right but um yeah and then but anyways just going back and then actually i was just telling bix this because i just found out about this that with the whole like theme of like things getting pulled mm-hmm. and that being very normal they just filmed um a catwoman movie i believe that's for is that dc i think yeah i think Cat. yeah yeah so dc they filmed catwoman and that kind of project costs like millions of dollars to make and then apparently it got pulled before releasing so they filmed a movie but didn't release it so and i was just saying to bix i cannot imagine like being a lead in that kind of movie and then you're telling me that my work will not be shown and we just filmed all that for like shits and giggles and you're just like so pumped that like you're the next Catwoman. do you know who it was i don't because i was told this by it was like word of mouth and i was oh, like okay. really but i am interested to know like who this actress was Oh, I'm seeing there's an animated Catwoman series coming out, I believe. And that's Liz Geely's. She's, um, if you saw her face, I feel like you would know her. She's that girl. She's like, she's friends with Ariana Grande. They just did the like best in show costume. Yes. So fucking good. Um, I know what you're talking about. But I guess she's voicing it, but I can't find anything on like the actual like live action movie. Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I just, and the point is this does happen yeah. though. And it just happened to me for the first time. Yeah. So that's probably Hopefully why it was like even harder. I really hope the Hopefully last. the last. Yeah. And then my friend is telling me, one of my good friends, she's also an actress, was telling me that there's people, or was it you, Bix? Hmm. Was it Bix or Diana with the pilot that like friends, you know, friends who did pilots and then they didn't air or i think that was diana oh yeah maybe diana my friend diana now you know uh, she's also an actress she was telling me how her friends filmed pilots <gasps> and then they were not getting picked up like they did a couple pilots and they didn't get picked up that sucks which i that does suck like you do all this work and you're excited to bring this character to life and the problem and though, at like, least with kidding. pilots though like you can still have obviously feel your feelings. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to. Be, oh yeah. With pilots, though, at least you have a little bit of an inkling of like oh, we don't we don't know. Yeah, like we don't know what's yes. gonna happen. So you can kind of like, even though, like I said, you still can never prepare yourself. Yeah, but a little bit. Yeah, pilots fucking rough. I wonder yeah. like what the percentage is of the amount oh. of pilots that get picked up because I'm sure it's small. Oh, 100%. Because we only see... Yeah. What's that, like 10%? Yeah. Maybe less. Two. That's a, that's a good Google question. I really am curious, like, how many, on average, a year pilots actually get picked up and go to network? Yeah. If anybody knows, let us know. Let us I'll know. Go, I'll Google it eventually. 
So today we're actually talking about, I know like a couple weeks ago we are talking about going, you were talking about headshots and making headshots according to your type. So we thought it'd be super appropriate today to just kind of go into that. Like, let's talk about our types. Let's talk about the types we play, the types we're going to go out for, finding your type, what is a type, all the good stuff. So that good, good stuff, that stressful, good, good stuff. Yeah, it is stressful when you're figuring it out. But then once you get into your mojo, you even start to pick up what your type is just by what you're getting called in for. But at the beginning, when you're just figuring it out, that's going to be the toughest part. And I think that's so true because I like the first thing that I like to give people the advice of if they're working actors and they're like, oh, I'm getting headshots done or I'm doing this or a casting director asked me this question and I don't know how to answer. And it's always like, what is your type? Like what you can do is look at the things that you get called in for. Look back at your credits, look at your resume, look at your reel and you'll start seeing like a pattern. I mean, if you're getting yes. cast correctly and like you're working in a like actual like professional way and like you know, you're like me, I'm not going to play a fucking FBI agent. Right. Get realistic. Get realistic and then look at your credits and that's a really good starting point. That's like me playing like a 40-year-old mother of 3. Like Right. What? <laughs> Like, like, no, like, sorry, just not going to happen. It's just not happening. But yeah, so going into like a type, I'm just going to go really into like the definition first. And we're going to like elaborate and not be so like. Yeah. So a type is a combination of five criteria found on any breakdown. So when you're looking at a breakdown, a breakdown of the role is the character type. They'll tell you the sex, the age, the range the physicality so that could be a or your race or basics like short tall mm-hmm. thin heavy light dark job titles so they'll be like the mom the lawyer the cop the spy the teen the criminal and personality traits so quirky serious intellectual sexy loud innocent funny i don't know but this is exactly what a type is. So when I'm looking and I'm going out for an audition and I'm even looking to see what's posted, I'll look first at the sex. Like, what are they looking for? Are they looking for, sometimes they say we encourage transgender or we encourage male, we encourage female. They get, they'll, they'll tell you on the yeah. side what they're looking for. So I'll see, once I see like the sex that I, or gender that I identify with and I'll be like, okay. And then I'll see the the age range. So for me, I go for like 16, 17 to I can even go to 30. Mm-hmm. Right? I can go from older or I can go much younger. And I just change that with a little bit of makeup. Yeah. And my clo- with my makeup clothing. outfit, yeah. Demeanor. Exactly. Demeanor. Yeah. And then my job title, girl. I've been called in for nurse. I've been called in for, I actually have been called in for mom, nurse, college student, mm-hmm. high school student. Yeah, that's like mostly, oh, uh, definitely been called in a couple times for like uh, like a sex worker. And then personality trait, I usually get called in for, which is, I don't think I come off as a bitch, but I get called in for like the loud takes no shit, yeah. rough around the edges, 
that's the girl I it really is so funny because (laughs) you are like personally like the exact opposite and for me I get called in for the like sweet younger sister or like the daughter or like you know like the teenager yeah like very sweet very innocent very like shy or like troubled and like although yes I am I am troubled (laughs) but I'm definitely not like the sweet little fucking like 15 year old so I feel like we yeah like we get called in for (laughs) Bix, I feel like you definitely speak your mind. And uh, yeah, so I definitely feel like that's the opposite. And I feel like I, like, I feel like you should go, not saying you're a bitch, but like you definitely are a person, but you're more forward, I think. Like even knowing you're not in a rude way, just the very, like you do speak your mind and you have opinions and you're not afraid to share them. As opposed to me, not saying I'm afraid to share them, but I do think I could be more on the, you can tell me from, I think I could be more soft-spoken, but. Yeah, you're very like. Just like you're very kind and even when you are being like kind of like putting your foot down like you have something that you feel strongly yeah, yeah, about, yeah. you do it in a very gentle way. Like you're you're a very gentle person. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> you're gentle. Thank you. You're gentle. <laughs> you're gentle. What can I say? <laughs> okay. So Bix, when you're looking for a role, like what's your age range? And I'm just curious. I'd, like Mine is about the same. I have set on all of my like actors access and backstage and casting networks. I have it all set from 16 to 30. When it comes to the older roles, when it says like 30s or like early like or late 20s or something, I will look into the description a little bit more just to make sure that because when you look at me, you don't see a 30 year old. I want to make sure that I can back it up with other stuff like you said the personality the traits that they express about the character so if I see like a 14 year old or like 16 year old 17 year old character it's a lot easier for me to embody kind of anything like whether she's a cheerleader not I wouldn't normally jump on a cheerleader role but I do feel confident that I could do it but if it was like a 30 year old like dance mom I probably wouldn't apply for that you you know what I mean like it's like a little different like yes yeah you just kind of have to like weigh your pros and cons yeah there's like 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 really quick for example like a new girl just because I'm watching it all the time so that's why I'm using that but I just feel like yeah, like Jessica Day and Cece are pretty much the same age, but they both have completely different demeanors. And Jessica Day comes off younger. Cece does come off a little older just because she holds herself more like she's more composed right. and poised as opposed to Jessica Day, which is a little bit more. But anyways, I just to your point that, that you could still be the same age, but depending on characteristics. Yeah, it can like completely yeah. differ. So when I was, I just did my new headshots and it took me like, I'm still dealing with looking through them. But when I was trying to figure, I I know I can't decide. (laughs) But when I was going through like figuring out my type, I think like the first thing that you should do besides like looking at what your credits are, what you're called in for, if you're just starting out, think about like yourself. Like, what are you already? Do you play basketball? Are you a baker? Are you like a nerd? Do you like video games? Like, 
you want your headshots. This is kind of mostly in relation to headshots, but I guess it could be brought into like the acting as well because you want to bring you to your headshots. You want to bring you to an audition room, to to a set. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a really good place to start is just like make a note in your phone of like traits about yourself. Like, yes, I'm a nurse. I'm an athlete. I like to skateboard. I like to do this. And that should help you kind of get the ball rolling because then from there you can like kind of like make connections. Like when I was coming up with the looks for my headshot, I was kind of getting overwhelmed because I had a list of like 40 things like teacher, art teacher, right? like baker, secretary, nurse. And it's like, I'm not going to do a fucking million photos. And also you don't want to do like a character photo where you're dressed up as no. like a nurse or whatever. Fix baking a cake. Yeah, me like holding a bowl. That would be a cute <laughs> picture though. That would be serious. <laughs> so that from there, you can then like subcategorize that major list and you can have one look where you look very like simple makeup, everyday makeup, an everyday look, a very simple background and shirt. And that can cover... Mm-hmm. Sweet young mom, yeah. kindergarten teacher, nurse, receptionist, like pretty much like getting your specifics and then like putting them in a bubble. Yes. Is like no, very helpful for me at least. No, I, I think that's actually great advice because you generally don't want like 30 headshots. So yeah. like when you have your little like album of headshots on your casting sites you really just want like four or five maybe Mm -hmm. so I think that's great advice like picking one that could cover a few sub genres so when you're submitting you could you have one for like I have a headshot that covers anything when it's like a little bit more promiscuous the role or a little bit more sexy or a little bit more edgy I have like one headshot that can cover like all of that like those characteristics and I have one for like the bat like the badass the rebel the takes no shit. I have one that'll cover like those. And I have one that is a little bit more just like girl next door, young, whatever, just young. And I do have one that covers like that whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. And then anyways, to your point, yes. And kind of like going back to like, yeah, figuring out your type, right? So like knowing like who you are. And if you're not too sure, what I did, and I actually did this, because I took acting classes and workshops where they gave us homework to kind of figure out what our type is. So I definitely recommend going to classes that will help you with that. But asking your friends, Mm -hmm. ask your family members, ask strangers. Strangers. Yes. Ask them and say, hey, I've done this. And it's actually kind of fun to ask people when you even said hi to them. You went, hey, can I ask you a question? Ask them to give you their first impression yeah. right away. So ask them to give you a few adjectives to describe you when they first saw you. The first impression. The first impression, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming back. It's all making <laughs> for a little circle. Um, have you tried that exercise before, Bix? I half asked it. When I was just doing my headshots when I was like I was yeah I'm a crazy person and I love to avoid my actual task by doing something that's like slightly on task but like lets me avoid doing the actual thing so I was just googling like how to find out your type and just watching every video that I came across and Mm. I came across this one this one girl and she was saying that she created like a survey pretty much And she posts and she took a picture of like her face and then like a side profile of her face, just like simple, like nothing 
that would lead you to believe anything, a very basic photo of herself. And she put it on Reddit and just had strangers on Reddit fill out the survey. And then she like collected all the answers. And that's how Bold. she... I know. So I <laughs> I wanted to do this. I kind of just like... I did it, I think, like in a TikTok. I was just like, oh, if you have any ideas, let me know. But I think it'd be really fun if you if you're looking for your type, like go on Instagram, post on your story, like it asks like the ask question and just a picture yes. of yourself and be like, what would you cast me as? Go on, on TikTok because on, on TikTok, at least strangers will see it. It won't just be like people who follow you. Make a TikTok and be like, hey guys, this is my face. What would you cast what me you as? Think? And just see what people say because that's so true. I feel like it is good to ask friends and it is good to ask family and if you have an acting coach or somebody in the industry yes. that you trust, of course, ask yes. them. But I think strangers is like the holy grail because they know yes. nothing about you. It's like not subconscious and, at all. Like, And that's exactly what it's going to be like when you walk into an exactly. audition room. These casting directors at first are strangers to you. So yes. Yeah, so they're going to look thing. at your face and they're they're yeah. going to be like, waitress? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Superhero? But, I don't know. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, I think that's like a great way to go about it. So social media or going in person asking people. Essentially, same thing. So whatever floats your boat. And then creating a list of shows, like TV shows and or films that you can see yourself in. Yeah, what show do you see yourself playing in? What roles do you see yourself playing in? And then kind of what Bix actually covered this already. So your acting history. And I really feel like that's all I have with like when it comes to like really figuring out your type. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else maybe that we didn't talk about I, so far? I think like those are the main like constructs of how to figure it out. And then it's just like really diving deep. Like when it like you said, I think that's so smart to think about shows that you're drawn to or shows that yeah. when you watch it, all you can think about is like, oh my God, like I could play this role so bad. Yes. Like there are shows that like I like can't even watch because I want to be in it so bad. And when it comes to picking your type, it's those shows that you go back to pick out the characters yes. and then you can see like the commonality between them because sometimes it'll be like oh there's this character in Shit's Creek that I think I could play but there's also this mm. character in this like dark thriller that I can play but there may be something in that those two characters have in common that even though they're different genres that type still makes sense for you and that's why you can see yourself in like these different areas yes so yeah, it's really like a lot of like analyzing yourself and seeing like what and like what feels comfortable because I feel mm -hmm. like with acting, a lot of people think like actors are so talented and yes, they can embody anything that they want to embody. But I think to be an authentic, for me at least, I know everybody's like process mm -hmm. is very different, but for me, like being an authentic actor, I need to feel comfortable playing a role or like becoming yes. a role. So even though like people like Jared Leto, you know, like he plays a crazy range of characters, also thanks to like prosthetics and like special effects makeup and stuff like that. But some actors, you won't always find that um, 
I don't even want to call it versatility because that, that means that that sounds like it's being like like I'm coming down like, on other actors. Yeah, you're pigeonholing them. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not, yeah, I'm not pigeonholing because yeah. I even feel this way. Like I just personally am not a person who's going to go crazy out of my type and play another yeah. role. So I think it has a lot to do with just knowing yourself and knowing what you're comfortable in. Comfortable doing, yeah. Because then it'll be more believable. Like you said, like maybe you don't feel comfortable playing Schmeagol in Lord of the Rings. It's like, so funny you just said that <laughs> because as you were talking about it, I was like, what is something crazy that I would play? And I was thinking to myself, like a crazy, like contorted creature. <laughs> you you would. I would love to play Schmeagol. So never mind. She would love. That's her dream role. <laughs> I would love to play Schmeagol. It'll be so fun. Truly oh feel God. like that's my calling. If you see me right now, like I'm like I know. covered in rainwater, like crunched up in my backyard, like back house recording this podcast. <laughs> just just you're like, I'm just nothing at <laughs> Um But yeah, and I think it's really important that you do figure out your type at the beginning because knowing your type and really sticking to it. You'll get noticed by agents, casting directors, Mm -hmm. managers, because that common understanding of who you both are, that is what will get you seen in the audition room and hopefully eventually cast. Yeah. Because I know when I would have meetings with agents and managers, they want, they ask Mm -hmm. me what they think my type is. They want to know that I know what I'm doing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so we need to be, that's what I mean, a common understanding. They're like, I think this is your type. Do you also see that? Okay, what do you think? Then they want to see your market materials, right? Like, what are they working with? And because you do have to meet each other. Oh, yeah. Right? You got to meet each other. It, it can't just be the manager It's not like a working. one-sided relationship. Be, right. You both got to be putting in that work. And yeah, I, that's why I think, yeah, having a type is so important in this industry and like agents they don't want to help you find your type like they don't want to help you like and I don't mean that like in a nasty way like I'm sure there are some (laughs) agents that are like more willing to work with actors who are just starting out but for the most part like you need to come off professional like you did the work you put the work in you know what's going on also so you're not wasting your time like I remember when I First started like auditioning, like post-college, started to audition in New York. Yeah. And I this is also like a like perception issue like that I have with like the perception of like my identity and reality. But I was typing myself as something very different than what because I felt a very different way inside than what I showed outside. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm 30 years old now and I still look like a teenager. Imagine what I looked like, you know, in 2014, fresh out of college. And I'm thinking to myself like, oh, I'm 22, I'm 23. I could play these older roles and I'm going out for all of these older roles and nobody wants to cast me as a mid-20, even though I am in my mid-20s. And it was because I didn't recognize that I looked like I was 15. And like, yes, yes. And, you know, I just like waste my time when that whole time I could have been preparing myself, which is actually almost a good thing. I don't know if you feel this way, but I'm starting to feel very like time is running out. The world is ending. Like there's only so much left of this window that I can play like 
young adults. And it's almost like a breath of fresh air when I realize, oh no, all these people think I'm 17. That's incredible. I can keep playing a team. Like I don't need to like be rushing out the door. (laughs) No, no. And it's so funny you said that, like how you feel versus what you actually look like Mm -hmm. and how it's so important to connect the two because you can be losing out in auditions when you don't need to be. My acting teacher at the time, he was telling us a story about one of his students that was going into these audition rooms and he was doing a great audition, but for some reason, who he was to his core, but then what the casting directors were physically seeing didn't make sense to them. So he was this very like down to earth spiritual kid, let's just get spiritual man and very like namaste. And so he'd come into these audition rooms, but yet his pictures was like the hot male lead, the like, Um. like a, like every woman would like yearn for this man, like that kind of guy, like knows he's the shit. And like, so he called to the room and the casting director's like, who is this? Something is disconnecting here. What you look like and what I expected to see versus how you are and how you're presenting yourself, something is not clicking. Then when he finally figured out what the problem was, that who he is, it's fine who he is, that's who he is, but you have to kind of alter that a bit and play to the type. Mm-hmm. You want to play to your type so that when you go into these rooms, they're like, ah, this makes sense. Yeah. So the second he started to play more to what people saw physically, that's when, again, my teacher said, that's when he started to started really to hear book. back from these casting directors and booking because they were like, oh, this makes sense. But before he was versus what he looked like wasn't connecting to his casting directors. And not saying he had to change who he was to his core, but when he went into these audition rooms, he had to play to that type. It wasn't connecting for them. Yeah, and that can be really like confusing for casting directors. And that's yes. also why like types come to your aid because mm-hmm. when you go into a casting room, like if you're like if you have three auditions in one day, the first audition, you're auditioning for a young mom in a commercial for diapers. The second audition yeah. that day, you're playing like a high school student that got murdered in like a true crime documentary Mm -hmm. and then the third audition is for like a leading lady in like a lifetime movie you know like each of those you're probably going to use a different headshot maybe the first and the third you could maybe use the same headshot depending on what it looks like but in each of those you also have to like you just said come into that I'm not going to come into the audition of a murdered high school student in the same demeanor that I would come in for a diaper commercial. So it's like kind of everything is an audition. And not to say like come into like the murdered one, like sad and disheveled. Like you still need to be you and you still need (laughs) to be like have a personality. Yeah. But it's going to be, like you said, it's just going to be like a little bit altered. So when people see, because also they may have seen that headshot already before you came in the room. And they're like, oh, okay, I get this guy. And then you walk in and you're the opposite guy. It's like, I feel like that could also even make them question, similar to the agent thing of you not knowing your type, it can make them question your ability to recognize who you are and your talent as an actor and your professionality. 
you are bringing up so many excellent points today, Bix. So, you know, really, I love that you brought that up, the whole coming in and like, I mean, I know I did kind of bring that up, but the whole, yeah, yes, don't come in licking a knife if you're a murderer and yeah. like talking to the casting director like that would be like, what the fuck? But the casting director for ABC, one of the casting directors, she actually spoke about that, how for even your self-tapes, like even when you slate, mm. when you're slating, that slate is so important. So if you're being called in for, and I do this too, I slightly change even the pitch in my voice. If I'm going for this like bubbly, like cute, like high school girl, I'm going to be like, hi, my name's not, oh, I just cracked up like that. <laughs> But I'll be like, I'll be like, hi, my name's Olivia Roldan. I'm from Staten Island, New York. Like, I'll be more like, oh, hey, it's me. But if I am going for like the really bitchy girl, like, and she's the mean girl, I will be like, hi, my name's Olivia Roldan. And I'll give it a little bit more, a little more, sass. A little more sass. So they're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. She knows what she's doing. Right. So I just think that exactly what you said, like coming in and also kind of like your personality, your demeanor, even how you slate everything leading up to your audition, that counts. Like that, that's counts. counting towards your audition. Yeah. yeah. I was like, but basically don't cosplay. Like that's another right. thing they say. Like don't come. That's what I meant by licking the knife. Like don't come in doing some weird shit that this character might do while you're slating or introducing yourself. That's just weird. You want to come in like you, you know, though, but just, yeah. For the most part, I agree with you, but yeah. it is great. Like, how, did you see recently they released the Stranger Things audition? I'm not watching Stranger Things, but they released oh. a bunch of Stranger Things audition tapes. And one of the actors, it was his self-tape. I think so. His Billy. self-tape was him just I, like I shirtless, shirtless, like yes. dancing to 80s music. Yes, like sometimes taking those risks is yes. worth it. But I haven't seen Stranger Things, so I can't like say. Oh, but I he kills the role. No, I feel like it makes sense why? to the character. Like that's why. Go watch Stranger Things. Go watch okay. it. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and that's the no. end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. See you guys. So I did want to know if you care to share why you don't watch Stranger Things. It's really. Nothing personal. <laughs> I watched, I think, the first season. I mm, I don't okay. think I'm very interested in, like, sci-fi. Like, as much as I love horror and, like, dark and scary, yeah, Got when it. it comes into, like, the sci-fi element, it's really, like, touch and go for me. It has to be, like, yeah, something about it needs to grab me a little bit more. So yeah, yeah, that's really it. I enjoyed I like everybody's so performances much. in the first season. I, I know, know it's like a huge show. I know everybody loves it, so like I believe in it being you a just great can't show. Do it. But yeah, just like the sci-fi element is a little Yeah, like Game of Thrones. Like I know everybody says it's such a good show, but Yes. That's exactly what it is, like, yeah. I, I don't love fantasy or you know like that time exact yeah. Girl. So I'm just like I, I I also don't really Those, Well, I just would right usually, scenes. I'll Google Can't watch that what, show. like, episodes they are in and, like, where it is. And then I just skip over it because I'm, like, like, I think we discussed already. I mm. can't watch that, especially someone being sexually assaulted. That scares me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I mean, I do you have anything else you want to add in regards to types? I feel like I, I said what I said. Yeah, I think we nailed it. I feel like 
just a little brief summary. Look at yourself, who you believe you are, ask your close friends and family who they believe you to be, and then just keep expanding that little circle. Go from yourself to your friends, to your family, to strangers, and remember, look at your resume, ask your agent, look at what you're getting called in for, see what you gravitate towards, and I think we're steering you in the right direction. I do too. Well, thank you so much for everyone that is tuned in. Please be sure to rate us, review us. We won't hate it. And if you would like to send us an email, uh, if you have any questions or comments, that's liveinbix at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to check out our Instagram at ITM with liveinbix. And in our bio, we have a link tree and it just takes you to all of our social media platforms. And yeah, I think that's it for now. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add, Bix? I just want to add that if there's anything that you want to hear us talk about, if you have any ideas for episodes, if you have any questions, we could do like a Q&A type episode or yeah, if you have anything to say to us, just say it because we want to connect with you guys. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys in two weeks. See you then. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the moment with us. Our amazing cover art is by at Hyperjuice on Instagram. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at ITM with Live and Mix. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, if you're feeling extra generous, we won't hate it if you rate and review. Bye. Bye.